All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. The first selection of the National Hockey League draft belongs to... The Daily Faceoff podcast comes to you courtesy of the Nation Network. The first overall pick in the 2015 NHL draft. Gretzky had it, launched it, Eisenman picks it up. Eisenman holding blue line, chance to... Face-off. The Daily Face-Off. The Daily Face-Off podcast with your host, Brock Seguin. Welcome back to, I don't even know, this is episode 26? The Rebirth. The Rebirth of the Daily Face-Off podcast. Right. Uh, as you heard in the intro, of course, I'm your host, Brock Seguin, and with me, as always, are my two co-hosts. To my left, I have Dylan D. Berthium. What's happening, Brock? Not much. Glad to be back. It's been a long time. And Feels right. to my right, Michael Beebs Bondi. How's it going, Michael? Feeling absolutely rebirthed. Right <laughs> yeah, so after a one-month hiatus, we are back. Uh, apologize. I'm sure there was probably about three of you guys that actually really missed us, and the rest of you probably didn't even remember that we existed, but we're back. Um, they knew. It's been a busy month. I uh, I moved into my bought my first house, so that's been Brock's quite, a big boy. Yeah, Brock's the biggest boy. Quite the project. So I've been like I've been <laughs> way too busy, which is why we hadn't been doing anything. Shelling I think, out that DFO money. Yeah, yeah, you guys have been finishing up school and stuff, so it's been uh, it's been a busy month. But we're back Shelling in business. Out that parents' money. <laughs> not quite. Not quite. <laughs> you guys or me? Me. You. Okay. <laughs> That makes more sense. Well, anyways, uh, with the draft coming up on Friday, we figured no better time to jump back into the DFO podcast with our very own mock draft. Um, Nation Network mock draft. Yeah, yeah, it's a bit of it's a bit of a daily face-off podcast mock draft mixed with Nation Network. So basically what we did, um, since there's seven teams represented now by the Nation Network, we decided to let those team sites make their own team's picks, and then we decided to fill uh, the rest of the draft out with our own picks. Um, it just so happened, though, after the way kind of Canada shit the bed last year that all of the Nation Network's uh, picks are right at the top of the draft. Worked out. Yeah. And then we got... Don't forget Lumbus. Yeah. yeah, who we got for Lumbus? Sam Blazer, he writes for Wings Nation uh, with me. Sammy B. But he also writes for Buckeye State Hockey, I believe. Uh, so he's a big Blue Jackets fan. And then really the only team 
uh, that's not at the top of the draft because they, you know, had such an amazing year as the Detroit Red Wings. Such uh, a middling yeah, year. Yeah. Such a middle of the <laughs> Literally time. 16th overall. 16th couldn't, year. Dead middle. Uh, but I couldn't go more than three minutes without just expressing how big of a Red Wing fan I am. I mean, I, Ooh, I, I had to... They might take a Russian. <laughs> I had to remind the viewers that I'm just a massive uh, Wings fan because I'm sure they forget. People and then, don't forget, bro. People do not forget. I guess you're probably the happiest of the whole bunch right now. You uh, over there, D, with your first overall selection. Feeling good. I was gonna. I, I kind of wanted to let you make the pick, but it was like Dylan D. Berthium or Steve Dangle. It's just like I don't know. It's tough. I, I mean, I have a little more pull and attraction, I think, from the yeah. fans. Absolutely. You know, Steve just worked for it. And, and if yeah. you type in, he's Maple on the come off, so we'll give it to Steve. And then D, his name <laughs> comes up before Dangle. That's does, true. So, yeah. You know, we're going over alphabetical. Yeah. Total truth. It was actually great though. I was at. Uh, was on vacation in Myrtle Beach at a Buffalo Wild Wings, and uh, they had the draft lottery on in the very corner of the bar, no sound. <laughs> so I, me and my family were just flipping out watching it. Uh, all, all the other people in had no idea. Had to be like, on. what is? What are they just flipping out about? Me and my brother just like silently fives. fist pumping, super aggressively. The wingiest hand, grunting, high fives, grunting like out cheers because I'm trying not to lose my mind. <laughs> Just crying at the table. Wait, just comes over like, sir, uh, is everything all right? Like, why are you crying? Such a Nobody understanding what sport you're even talking about. Should have went media. It was on the 12 inch TV in the far corner of the bar. Yeah, it actually was, but it was so Put early. I was just so happy we actually found somewhere that was showing it. So college football spring games taking up 60 inch TVs. <laughs> I love it. University of Myrtle Beach. WWE replays. <laughs> it's not a party school, I swear. <laughs> yeah. Well, what do you guys think? Should we get into uh, the Daily Faceoff podcast mock draft or Let's what? Get right in there. Yeah. Buffalo <laughs> style. All right. Well, um, without any further ado, as. Buffalo, I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Wild Wings. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> without any further ado, good, we will, good. you know, we'll swing it over to Steve Dangle, who will make the first overall selection for the Toronto Maple Leafs. With the first overall pick in the 2016 NHL draft. The noble and reputable, honest and beautiful Toronto Maple Leafs select from the Zurich Lions, Austin Matthews. He's a big boy. He's a number one center in the future and possibly present knowing this team. And he is going to make the Leafs way, way better. Maybe their best center since Matt Sundin. And probably the first guy to, to hold the cup like this upcoming season. Once again, thank you, Steve, for making the Maple Leaf selection and kicking off the 2016 Daily Faceoff. I guess, what is this? Maybe first annual Daily Faceoff podcast mock like draft. Like Obviously, it. Austin Matthews was uh, consensus number one from. Controversial pick, to be sure. <laughs> threw off our entire mock draft. The Maple, Leaf, Maple Leafs. The Maple Leafs are probably hoping that this will be, I guess, their first franchise center since, like, Matt Sundin, right? They. Yeah, they really haven't had this type of player in a, in a quite some time. So it's obviously a huge pick for the Maple Leafs. It's kind of what they work towards. Just firing shots at Phil. Eh? Yeah. All right, that's cool. It's not a center. Well, yeah, but he's but a yeah, guy. We'll talk about it. Congratulations, I guess we should say to Phil Kessel and the Pittsburgh Penguins on the 2016 Stanley Cup. Get him, Phil. You and your off-season workouts earned it. Yeah. Just saying, I was super close to calling him winning the Smythe way back in. Uh, Whenever September we did first yeah. episode, yeah, did. first episode, yeah. Well, you did, so I did call it. It just didn't happen. But let's keep rolling with the draft. <laughs> Winnipeg rolling with the draft. The so. Winnipeg Jets are on the clock, obviously, with the number two pick. Um, and we got Garrett Hole from Jets Nation to make the pick. Let's go, Garrett. The Winnipeg Jets are proud to select second overall. The next big thing from Finland, Patrick Laine. The Jets are excited to add yet another young and skilled winger to the mix of Blake Wheeler, Nikolai Ehlers, and Kyle Connor. Line A already carries an elite NHL shot and will hopefully add a dynamic goal-scoring element that's been missing from the team. Mark Scheifele and Brian Little should enjoy setting up Line A for one-timers for years to come. I mean, when you think about the fact that people are comparing Patrick Line to Brett Hall, it's a pretty good comparison for somebody who is just breaking into the NHL, obviously a, a quality second overall pick. Yeah, says he wants to become the next OV. I mean, we'll see. It's pretty tough. Uh, pretty big shoes to fill there, Mr. Line A. But well, I like that he's shooting for something a little bit higher than Yeah, and stress the word shooting on that one. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <Nice pun. laughs> 
<laughs> Moving right along, though, as we mentioned, Sam Blazer from Wings Nation and Buckeye State Hockey is here to make the third overall selection for the Columbus Blue Jackets. Sam? First off, before the pick, the Columbus Blue Jackets would like to thank the Buffalo Sabres for their fantastic hospitality and the great beers that they had last night. I, Sam Blazer uh, from Buckeye State Hockey, am here to select the third overall pick for the Blue Jackets. And with that pick, they're going to select Jesse Pugliarvi. Jesse Pugliarvi, the winger from Carpat in Finland, is one of the better all-around wingers in the entire uh, draft this year. Uh, Line A is the scorer. Uh, Matthews is the center with uh, the complete game. But uh, Pugliarvi has the all-around game that many teams are seeking at the moment. Uh, he'll fit it in great with the Blue Jackets. He is a person that um, you know won't shirk his defensive responsibilities, and that's something that apparently um, John Tortorella won't be too mad at him about. And so with that being said, Jesse Pugliarvi is the pick. I think many people can agree it was basically Matthews, line A, Pugliarvi. Yeah, yeah this is where it gets interesting. After this, yeah, this is where it gets kind of dicey. I mean, Pugliarvi was uh, dominant at the World Junior Championships, mm-hmm. and then he kind of fell out of the headlines due to injury, but... Uh, big body should uh, as he long as body. that was great by the way that was my favorite clip so far. oh yeah. I love how he thanks Josh Buffalo yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to thank the city of Buffalo I was dying when he said it to me phenomenal uh, but with the fourth overall pick I'm sure that this uh, the crew over at Oilers Nation is not used to making a fourth overall selection they're weird you, they're probably just like wait we don't get to start the draft we don't just get Matthews we have to wait to see who was picked first um, so we asked our favorite duo Bag Milk and Gene Shorts to do it but they basically decided to pawn it off to uh, intern Chris <laughs> what else is new yeah it's typical um, but I was also informed that intern Chris is actually no longer an intern he's actually a legit employee still intern but I think must yeah. be nice <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he said his name will forever be intern Chris uh, on the internet, but it's it was hilarious. I was messaging him about like, okay, like these are the three that are off the board. You're mm-hmm. on the clock, and he goes, yeah, well, uh, Oilers Nation has decided to trade their pick to, <laughs> to Buffalo for the number eight pick, and I was just like, uh, yeah, like there's definitely no trades in this mock draft. Yeah, we're just, not gonna be like one of those YouTube those. videos where they, uh, oh yeah, this trade's going here. That's not. That's not. Anything, yeah. no. I can't believe when they just do that. They just try to call like massive yeah. trades. Like, yeah, Shattenkirk's right. So yeah, get moved right here. <laughs> For this exact bro, pick. I'll just stop handing this mock draft now. <laughs> Shut her down right here. <laughs> but anyways, let's let's hand it over to uh, intern Chris, the fourth overall pick. With the fourth overall pick of the NHL entry draft, the Edmonton Oilers would like to pick from the London Knights of the Ontario Hockey League, weighing in at 88 kilograms and standing tall at 185 centimeters, Matthew Kachuk. Matthew Kachuk will play alongside Connor McDavid and lead the Oilers to a 2017 Stanley Cup victory. No surprise there, uh, Matthew Kachuk. Son of Keith. Sounds like a professional, I'd like to say. Definitely should be shedding the intern <laughs> yeah. tag. Absolutely. He knew. He's, hey, you know what? If, if the uh, Oilers do end up winning the Cup next year, intern Chris called it before the draft even started. So, like, props to him. The chance of that happening seems slim to none. But maybe the fact that they aren't picking first overall help them this year. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. That, I that, mean, that'll just turn their season right you around. You would think it shows some sort of progress, right? <laughs> You watch the team play and just... <laughs> forget it. Connor McDavid playing a full seasonal help, but yeah. um, moving right along with the uh, Canadian draft picks here is the Vancouver Canucks at number five, and our boy JD Burke is here to make the pick. Jay Dizzle, not related to Brian. With the fifth overall selection in the 2016 NHL entry draft, the Vancouver Canucks are proud to select from the Cape Breton Screaming Eagles of the Quebec Major Junior Hockey League, Jeremy Dubois. Dubois addresses a positional need for the Canucks, as they've yet to bring a succession plan to the floor for Henrik Sedin. Dubois can play center, although he is a natural winger. It should be noted that he led all first-time draft-eligible players in the CHL by primary point production, which is goals and just first assists, with 83 such markers, which was good enough for fourth among QMJHL forwards, period. Dubois is younger in this draft, brings the most offensive upside outside of the top three prospects and looks to be a future member of the Canucks core for many years to come. Interesting pick, though. Like uh, Dubois fallen off a little bit over mm-hmm. the course of the season, right? Yeah, he he ripped it up, but he uh, the good thing about Dubois is he, he's a good, he's like dominant in the O zone, but he's also a solid two-way player, 
can play both center and wing. So, I mean, it's a nice pick for flexibility purposes. Somebody that you can rely on in both zones Super is, always, flexible. is always is always huge. But <laughs> let's, <draft> combine. <laughs> let's move right along with the sixth overall pick. Ryan Pike representing Flames Nation is here to make the Flames pick. With the sixth overall selection in the 2016 NHL draft, the Calgary Flames are proud to select from the Mississauga Steelheads of the Ontario Hockey League, winger Alexander Nylander. Alex Nylander. Yeah, this is where it starts to get interesting. Like, like really, Calgary can go in any direction here. I'm not totally surprised yet that that's what the nation's leaning to. A lot of people are expecting a D-man to go in that area or even higher. Yeah. Um, I was I was surprised, actually, that the boys, J.D. Burke, representing Canucks Army, didn't go a defenseman for Vancouver. It seems like a really big pressing need there in, in Vancouver. Yeah, I just think there's a bit of a drop like with the... When you're looking at the forward and defensive talent, yeah, draft. like no one's really sure who the first D man's going to be taking. No, yeah, board, right? like there's obviously two or three names that are. There's a couple teams the I think up there that might be looking for a defenseman that might look to move down. Yeah, no, it could definitely t- happen. Yeah, because you're right. Like it's not there isn't that Aaron Ekblad in this draft. I mean, like obviously he went first overall, mm-hmm. but there's not that outstanding, obvious number one defenseman to come off the board like there is, like there has been in years past. Right. Um. But now that the nation's network side of things is out of the way, we're moving into some American squads now. Um, seventh pick belongs to the Arizona Coyotes, um, who actually just signed Alex Goligoski to a monster contract today to help shore up that back end. He'll probably be, I guess they're hoping, will be Oliver ekman Larson's running mate for the next five years. But they gave him some, some buku bucks, so... Uh, <laughs> Beebs, you were the one that represented the uh, the Coyotes over what five years? <laughs> yeah, those were the terms. Yeah, five years like Buku Bucks, like <laughs> Buku Bucks. <laughs> Buku Bucks, like, Buku Bucks. <laughs> but Beebs, you represented the Coyotes. Who did you take uh, seventh overall? And uh, I know we did just mention they did sign a D man, but I think the Coyotes, if if there still is um, a couple of studs that are on the board that there will be at this point, I think they go with uh, Mikhail Sergachev and representing. Your Windsor Spitfire. Windsor alert. <laughs> There's going to be a few in this draft. Yeah, a few early alert. ones. But uh, Mikhail Sergachev, they say he's the most NHL-ready defenseman. I've seen this guy play a couple times. He's an absolute stud on the back end. Total puck mover and a guy who can, uh, Boom. who's Instant only going to get better at the uh, getting used to the North American hockey style. He's, uh, he's He wasn't one of those normal Russian defensemen who comes in and kind of struggles with physical play. He, absolutely, he actually uh, kind of fed off it. So I see Sergachev taking over... Maybe not taking over, but in a couple of years, he could be uh, that guy that Ekman Larson uh, hangs out with, and uh, you know, deep partners. <laughs> yeah, well, I've seen a lot of people point. say he's got like the highest ceiling of any defense mm-hmm. in this draft, right? And that's why a lot of people think he could definitely be the first demon. Uh, it seems like he's kind of been most of like the consensus. I mean, it's not like Austin Matthews consensus, but he seems to be at the top of most draft rankings in terms of defensemen. I think like every time I read about Sergeyev, it's like he could be in the NHL next yeah. year. Yeah. He can make. He's that good that he can make that jump right away. Um, will it happen in Arizona? Who knows? But I don't. I don't hate that pick at all for the Coyotes. Uh, D, you are on the clock, number eight. Uh, the Buffalo Sabers, who are looking to uh, to you know jump back in the playoffs next year. Uh, yeah, I, this is kind of an interesting spot for Buffalo. Uh, I think they definitely. Uh, this is probably obvious about a lot of teams, but I think they would have loved to be two picks higher to. Mm-hmm get one of those upper echelon of forwards. I think it probably fits their needs a little bit better. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if they were one of the teams that tried to make a run at that five or six spot Vancouver. Like There's a lot of talk about Columbus trading down. Yeah. That could be somewhere Buffalo moves in the top three and add somebody like Puyarvi, which would be huge. Yeah, but... I wouldn't be surprised. Like They definitely like could still use uh, some top six talent in their system. Uh, they picked up Bessie the other day, which... Turned out to be an insta fail, according yeah, to Yeah, just like, I will give you a third for them. Okay. Nashville's like, done. And then Vessi's just like, no, no, no. Like, not yeah. signing. Then, uh, yeah. His agent comes out, makes a comment. Yeah. And just nasty business. But who are they drafting eighth overall, Dylan? Well, I think when you look at it, like, their defense is still far from a sure thing. Like, Bogosian's mm-hmm. obviously a nice piece. Uh, you got our boy Risto. Risto! But there's just not a lot of depth on the blue line in the uh, in the system for them. So I, I'm, I'm going to go with Chitrin here. Jacob Chitrin, that is. He ranked as high as second this year on Central Scouting for North America. Uh, had 49 points in 62 games for the Sting. Uh, you know, definitely he's fallen off a little bit throughout the year, but I just it just seems like the most logical pick. There's a couple, I think, uh, we'll talk about him in a sec, one other guy that could go in this spot. 
But um, I, I just think this is probably the pick for them. It's funny because like I remember kind of around World Junior time, um, he was like the talk of like almost like heading, heading into the tournament, like how like he was could be a you know a top three, yeah. top five pick, and then he right he did fall off a little bit, but um, but he definitely helps up shore right? up the back end in in Buffalo, yeah. Um, and yeah he. he He's just a great, great player. Tough name to pronounce, but yeah, we, he'll, he'll be he given an, great, though. He'll be given announcers fits for years to come. But uh, <laughs> with the ninth overall pick, the Montreal Canadiens. Um, Super I, upset. Pierre Luc Dubois isn't on the board at this point. Yeah, it's sure. like really probably just trading down to try to find a more <laughs> French uh, player. But um, <laughs> since no trades are allowed in this mock draft, I decided to elect another Windsor Spitfire. The next best thing. <laughs> Logan Brown, um, he's six foot six, two twenty two. I mean, just an absolute monster. Uh, the the Habs like seriously lack size up the middle, and just honestly, or, like overall, they lack organized organizational depth at the center position. So Brown kind of addresses not just a centerman, but a, a centerman with size. Um, six foot six, like I said, the size is rare. Um, but you also have to factor in that he's a, you know a tremendous skater as well, especially for his size. Um, he's a great passer. Kind of reminds you with the size of uh, maybe a little bit of Joe Thornton. I mean, I'm not about to say that he's Joe Thornton by any stretch. But Can I say that for every guy that's over six foot three in this draft? No, mm-hmm. but I have heard that comparison with um, he did get 50-plus assists last year. Yeah, exactly. He had uh, 21 goals, too, to go along with 53 assists. I mean, nowhere near Joe Thornton's numbers uh, back in the day. Or in the NHL. Yeah. But like I said, six foot six, a playmaker, a tremendous skater. There's just a lot to like. Um, when drafting a player of that size. Uh, but it just so happened that you ended up getting a draft for your Colorado Avalanche Beebs at number 10. Who are you going with? Um, well, since uh, the earlier mock drafts they decided, or in earlier in this mock draft, you guys decided to take off uh, two of the three stud D-men, I had to go with the third stud in the pack. And like we said, all these guys are kind of toss-ups. And I've seen this guy all over the board, but it's Oli Yolevi from the London Knights. put up 42 points this year. Which isn't that crazy by any means, but he is known as a very good puck-moving D-man. Um, he is finished, came over to the league last year, was a huge pickup for London, uh, helped them lead them to the Mem Cup and all of that fun stuff. But um, they, he definitely is someone to watch, and he has a huge upside, someone who can uh, come into Colorado hopefully soon and uh, start helping that back end because it's going to start hurting once Tyson Berry is no longer in the picture. Fingers crossed, he is. <laughs> yeah, well, he he was the other one I was thinking that could definitely go in that eight spot of Buffalo if they look to go uh, the D man there with uh, Chitrin because I yeah. think them are definitely. Uh, if you look at a lot of reports, a lot of mock drafts right now, a lot of a lot of people have these guys kind of neck and neck right now. Yeah, the one thing um, that works out for Colorado is, as we mentioned, uh, a lot of the draft is top heavy with forwards, but there are some solid D men that are kind of falling in that 7 to 10 range and it's exactly what the Avalanche need they need to shore up that backhand big time so like they have their they, they're they going to get a quality defenseman no matter what which mm-hmm. is perfect for them they're sitting in a good spot I don't think that they'd be mad with Sergeyev, Chitrin or Ulevi yeah. depending on which th- one of the three falls to them they're just going to pluck out you know whichever one's there and be happy but uh Back to UD, number 11, New Jersey Devils. Okay, so the Devils right now believe to have a relatively deep pool of prospects on the blue line, uh, but not much depth or top six potential in the organization outside of last year's number six overall pick, Pavel Zaka, who is still expected to have another year in juniors before he makes any type of jump. Um, I imagine they go for the best available forward in this position, which has worked out quite nice for them. Uh, I think if this were to happen, there's no doubt they go Clayton Keller in this spot. A uh, lot of skill. He's drawn comparisons to Mitch Marner. Slightly undersized at 5'9", 168 pounds. But he's got a tremendous skill set regarded as having a really high ho- hockey IQ. Excuse me. Uh, and, you know, the skeleton that he's already learned to play undersized does a nice job of protecting the puck. And uh, great balance. You know, all that good stuff. 37 goals, 70 assists in 62 games with the U.S. Uh, development team. Had 14 points in 7 games at the under-18 tourney, which is good for second in the tourney. Uh, lack of size definitely means he could go either way, but I, like I said, it works out perfect for the Devils. You do, you just straight up, you don't normally see this type of skill or potential fall outside of the top 10, and uh, I don't see them not jumping on it if he's still available at the, 11. The one thing about 
Keller is for sure the size is going to scare some teams away. But if there's one team that's not going to be scared away by the size, it's the Devils. They always seem to kind of draft these smaller forwards with tons of skill. That's just like, and like you said, he has his his, like his talent level is as high as it gets. If he was bigger, he'd be a top ten, like a well, easily top ten pick because you have him at eleven. And honestly, if he was in major junior, he'd probably be attracting a lot more attention. Yeah, for sure. It's kind of. You know, you don't exactly. It's know a very New Jersey pick. Like as soon as I saw that Keller was still on the board, New Jersey, like that is like yeah. the exact type of player that New Jersey kind of yeah. thrives on. I mean that, and then like thirty-five year old veterans that they just <laughs> sign and just pack the roster. Yeah, with. Uh, <laughs> I just want to point out too, he's ninety-nine percent committed to Boston U for next year. That's in his own words. But if he decides to go major junior, you know who's got those rights? The Windsor. Effin Spitfire. Come on, is that for real? I That's did not real. know that. That'd be That's sick. Yeah. Saw that one percent. Mm-hmm. We're winning the Mem Cup next year. Yeah, baby, one percent. You guys want to buy season ticks? <laughs> Go down there, live podcast <laughs> from the WFCU Center. Yeah, it'd be sick to watch. But it sounds like he's going to. Or as they'd say in the in, the, but, in yeah. NHL 15, the WCFU Center. <laughs> WCFU. Somewhere, all right. Yeah, just put it in the game. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, no one knows. <laughs> but uh, on the clock now is UB's number 13 uh, overall Carolina Hurricanes. Uh, with the number 13, whoa, did we just skip you at Ottawa at 12? Oh, yeah. Yes, you didn't. Oh, damn. Sorry. Yeah, there's there's a trade to announce. Yeah. <laughs> just kidding. Sorry. Just slash the whole 12 pick. That's our trade. No, Ottawa, you don't get a pick. No, sorry. I did not mean to skip Ottawa. I'm totally down for that. I like there's no Sens Nation, by the way. Just yeah. keep it that way. No Sens or Habs Nation. Um, yeah. But yeah, number 12, sorry. I took Charlie McAvoy. Um out of Boston University, McAvoy is a huge—not a huge kid, but a big kid. I mean, six foot, two hundred eight pounds, big boy, uh, huge. <laughs> but he—I mean, he's big for like an eighteen-year-old. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Like, <laughs> six, so like relative to the draft, though? six foot two oh eight. That's a big boy. But like, it's, all right, all right. for his size too, he was one of I think only two players that was rated uh, by Central Scouting as like an A skater, which is huge for a big. You know, a big defenseman. Yeah. Uh, he excelled as a freshman in, in, in Boston University's top four. And he's just only going to continue to grow. I mean, BU is one of um, college hockey's best programs. Yeah, a couple guys that are going to go in this first round. Yeah, and, I mean, Jack Eichel last year too. I mean, they, they, they've continued to churn out tons of talented uh, prospects. Offensive defenseman, the Senators, you know, if they take him in this spot, like I'm projecting, we'll hope to kind of have him maybe run alongside. Um, maybe not run alongside. Uh, Carlson, but maybe be in that, you know, right I mean, they're looking them, for another, it. Right? They they're still looking for it. They got no one that can really. They need. They need a, another quality second pairing defenseman to kind of that also can you it's know good shoot and score. The puck yeah, laterally it's yeah, it, yeah, it's it's yeah, yeah, which is you don't need to say that very often. Yeah, seriously, <laughs> more D to D, but uh, you know, he would join a decent group of D prospects in, in Ottawa. I mean, they've already, they drafted Thomas Shabbat. Uh, they have that Andres Eglund guy who's in Sweden right now still. And then Frederick yeah. Claussen, we've seen him kind of up and down um, over the last couple of years with Ottawa. He seems to be a decent prospect. So they have a nice uh, stable of defensemen in their system. And, I mean, McAvoy would only better uh, that stable. But now let's actually go to Biebs, um with the 13th overall selection, Carolina Hurricanes, on the clock. Yeah, well, you teased me the first time, but um, <laughs> we're back at it. And with the 13th overall Carolina Hurricanes would select in our mock draft Michael McLeod, also known as Mikey McLeod. Um, <laughs> and uh, one thing about this guy is he's a bigger guy who's been known to uh, he's been known to create quite a bit of offense um, on on his own. And that's kind of one is thing there that Carolina is going to need. Draft? Yeah, it seems like a lot of the big guys are going. Welcome and, to the uh, that's definitely the one thing that Carolina is going to need going forward. They don't really have. Uh, I mean, who is an elite forward in Carolina right now? They do have quite a bit of talent coming through, but. Yeah, he uh, quite a bit of talent going through, but um, he might be the one guy who can step in and actually take over, be their elite talent coming out of this draft. I really like that pick at thirteen. He's uh, he's been all over the board, but um, either way, a lot of people are saying he's going to go before. It, especially 20, so. now too, they need to kind of start rebuilding that um, you know stockpiling centers. I mean, now like they're down to Jordan Stahl as like their number one. They, I mean, they've got yeah. Riley Nash, Victor Rask, who are quality you know two and three centers, I guess from now. But like now that Eric's out of the picture, they've got to start grooming some some top six centermen to come in and you know shore up that you know first sure. or second line you know, down the road. Um, Carolina is a weird team. Like they have a night. Like their D is just like seems like it's going to be so strong for years to come with you know Falk and Hannafin and stuff. But up front they're really kind of 
I don't know, still just searching for some of those big pieces. Like they yeah. need some all, really talented uh, forwards. But so we're hoping for Mikey. Yeah, let's wrap. Let's almost wrap up the uh, top. You know, first half of the draft here. We'll go to you quickly, D, with the Boston pick at number fourteen. Uh, I found this pick to be pretty simple. I think there's a bit of a drop off in talent after this pick, at least in potential, from what I've read and looked into. Uh, the Bruins, you know, went defense first round last year with uh, Jakob Zobril, 13th overall pick. Don't know if I'm saying that right. I think I am. It's okay. Sounded good. You know, regarded as having strong depth and talent on the blue line, though, yeah. Uh, I expect, again, a selection of best forward available here. You know, they have some talent uh, in the org coming up. Seth Griffith, Kolklachev, both decent pieces, but I think they're definitely lacking, like, you know, top, top end potential. Yeah, like they um, had Pasternak, and he's now like an NHL guy. Right, and, now and he's they still need flirting some, like yeah. around the six to nine spot, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and, but I think they're definitely if Tyson Yost is still available here, I don't think there's any doubt he goes. Yeah, uh, really intriguing, interesting case here. 104 points in 48 BCHL games. Another guy like Keller, who's just a little bit off the map. You don't really know what to make of him. So you kind of when you look at how he did. With you know the top tier competition at the under 18s, he led the tourney in yeah, scoring. Yeah, he was the be- he was the best forward in the tournament. Six yeah. goals, nine assists, broke McDavid's record. That's Connor McDavid for the most Whoa. by Canadian at the event. So definitely, definitely notable player here. Committed to North Dakota for next season, like his idol play, Jonathan Taze. Um, and the BCHL, you know, we've seen some decent players over the years uh, come out of the BCHL. The only one that's really coming to mind right now, just off the top of my head, is Milan Lucic, but it's. You know, it, just because it's not major junior doesn't mean there's not a lot of talent skill coming out there. Tyler Bozak, <laughs> not a good example, but another name that just came to my mind. That came but like, as long show. as like, like pressed many at the combine, I want to say too. So for sure, gave some great interviews for Bozak whatever. Yeah, but like, no, it's 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 worth Bozak noting. I like Bozak. I'm like, he didn't. You when know, you put up that many points, there. like, I mean, like. Yeah. It doesn't matter what the competition is. Huh? It doesn't matter what the competition is. If you're putting up that many points per game, like yeah, that's dude. impressive at any level, realistically. Well, then he goes and, and then plays, he goes to the U18 and he's right. the best and, forward in the tournament. I mean, and, like playing against you know what has been and, yeah. and way more skill than he's been dealing with mm-hmm. in the BCHL. And you just, would think, and he just killed didn't slow him down better at all. than any Canadian ever at the event. So yeah, you know, yeah definitely. I, I really interesting. Like this guy could end up being one of the top four or five most talented players in the draft. Yeah. It's all set and, and the done. one thing worth noting, too, I mean... I love taking a shot like this at this point in the draft. Yeah, t- and, and picking for the Bruins at this point, you're looking at kind of like an... That's an aging position, much like the rest of their team, realistically. I mean, that team's getting up there, but like that center position with, with Krejci and Bergeron, I mean, they're getting up into the, th- yeah. you know, the mid-30s here. So that's an aging position. They need to start bringing guys up. I mean, Pasternak's obviously look like he's going to be a quality forward in the future, but he's on the wing. So they start. They need to start rebuilding up the middle. Yeah, um dude. Okay, so I'm going to wrap up the first half here. Uh, obviously, we're going to take a break and get to the part that you guys have probably been waiting for uh, since the start of this re- rebirth of Daily Faceoff podcast. Uh, Some more the, Blue Stones. The Blue Stones, yeah. I'm sure you guys have been missing them. Um, but with 15th overall pick, the Minnesota Wild are on the clock. And for me, this is a no-brainer. Um, they're taking uh, Kiefer Bellows. Uh, he had 50 goals in 62 games this year. His dad, Brian Bellows, uh, used to play for the Minnesota North Stars, had a, you know, a lengthy career, played most of his career. Um, what else did he do? With the North, yeah, with the North Stars. Uh, so the kid, the kid's from Minnesota. His dad was a North Star forever. He's a big forward with a tremendous shot. Uh, you know, he's just he has natural ability to score goals, which I mean, who doesn't want a player who has the natural ability to score? Um, they've got Joel Joel Erickson Eck down the middle, Alex Tuck on the right side, and Bellows will kind of be that guy to fill in the left side uh, in, in that. You know, prospect pool, um, and then they got kind of just a high end prospect at each position, each forward position to kind of rise through the ranks and hopefully, uh, you know, bring uh, the, you know the Wild back to the promised lands. They're, they're one team that's just kind of they remind me a bit of the Red Wings. There's like a middling team. They, they they always seem to be good, but just not. Same with like the Dallas Stars. They're just always there, but they're not ever good enough to get it done. Um, so, like I mentioned, that wraps up the first half of the draft. I hope you guys enjoyed. Uh, the first half of this mock draft. Through the top fifteen, real quick. We can run through it, I suppose. Yeah. Um, first overall, obviously Austin Matthews to the Toronto Maple Leafs. Winnipeg took Patrick Laine. Columbus at three took Jesse Puyarvi. Edmonton Oilers at four, Matthew Kachuk. The Vancouver Canucks selected Pierre Luc Dubois. The Calgary uh, Flames selected Alexander Nylander at six, and then. Once we actually started picking is when things got real interesting. Right. 
The Arizona Coyotes at 7 took Mikhail Sergachev. 8, Buffalo Sabres took Jakob Chitrin. I'll, uh, now that you did all the hard names, I'll hop in here, give you a break. Okay. Number 9, Montreal Canadiens took Logan Brown, a la Brock Segan. Oh, man, there's still a tough name left. Colorado took Ole Ulevi. Nice. Got it. Nailed it. Uh, 11, we got Clayton Keller going to the Devils. Uh, 12, Ottawa Senators pick Charlie McAvoy. 13, Carolina Hurricanes select Michael McLeod. 14, Tyson Yost to the Bruins. And 15, as we just mentioned, Kiefer, son of Brian Bellows to the Minnesota Wild. So that's it for the top 15. We'll get back with a, you know, 16 through 30 of the first round in the Daily Faceout Podcast mock draft for now. Enjoy the Blue Stones. See you back here in a minute. Daily Faceoff Podcast Mock Draft. That's a mouthful. Um, yeah, so we just ran through the first 15 picks of the draft. Now we're going to go with 16. An impressive time. Yeah, 16 through 30, but we're going to pick it up, uh, pick up the pace here. Even pace, more so. Yeah. yeah. Well, like, we don't want this to run as long as the actual NHL draft. Like, I mean. Well, there's just a lot of variables that could shake up everything at this point, right? Yeah. Like, like we said, there's a lot of trades that could happen, especially towards the mid to late. And, like, I mean, I think they say this every single year, but it's like, this seems like the year that's going to be, like, the most moving ever. And whatever. Who knows what's actually going to happen. Yeah, you year. sounded just like James Duffy. Yeah. <laughs> So, anyways, uh, the last oh, Nation yeah. Network pick actually belongs to the Detroit Red Wings and Wings Nation. And my boy, Kyle Kirsch, who actually, shout out to Kyle. Double K. He, Apparently not our boy. He made the uh, he made our new oh, intro song, so thanks, Kyle, for oh, that. Thanks, and uh, here he is with the Detroit Red Wings selection at number 16. With the 16th overall pick of the 2016 draft, the Wings Nation Network is proud to select... From the Calgary Hitman of the WHL, Jake Bean. Best player available is really the approach here. Um, Jake Bean ranked 15th uh, by NHL Central Scouting, as high as 12 by uh, TSN's Bob McKenzie. Uh, he, he's kind of up and down for various reasons. Uh, he's, he's a decent size, 6'1", 172 pounds. Uh, shoots left from Calgary, Alberta. Uh, he's an elite scoring defenseman. Last year, he put up 64 points in 68 games. Year before that, in the WHL, he put up 39 points in 51 games. Um, everywhere he goes, he's been able to score, uh, but at the same time, is not a defensive liability. Actually, plays very well in his own end. Um, makes smart plays with and without the puck. There's been some questioning of his uh, his compete level when the games get close, when the games get tough. Uh, explains kind of why he's fluctuated so much. Sometimes he's rounding out the top 10. Other times he's in the low 20s. He's kind of slipping up and down and throughout. And if you uh, have been paying attention to the draft so far, we've already seen, what, four defensemen go? Uh, so we, we want to get in there before uh, any more quality first-round defensemen are gone. Uh, I, we think he's a better choice than Dante Fabro at this point from the BCHL. If you're if you're going for a defenseman at, at this slot, which I think is wise for the Detroit Red Wings, uh, their defense is not exactly great right now on the 
big club and uh, minus a few gems like Russo in the AHL, there's not a whole lot of, of high-end potential in the system right now. So grabbing Jake Bean with this with this uh, pick number 16 right here is just a wise choice for the Detroit Red Wings and uh, a, a choice I think they can make with, with, with great confidence. Uh, so, yeah, pick number 16, Jake Bean for the Detroit Red Wings. Wow, the people just cannot get enough of Kyle's voice right now. <laughs> There's a, he, he, he's killing it. He's, he's slamming the team. We're gonna have to have him on as like a full time, not a full time, but like a full time guest so, spot. What? We're bringing in another full time? What does that mean for me and D? <laughs> Unless he moves right to the wall. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, That's how you're gonna tell us. All but right. realistically, uh, Kyle went above and beyond with his description of Jake Bean. There, I don't think much more can be said. Uh, he hit the nail on Beaner. the Bean, head. Bean Jake. Uh, I'm, I'd be fired up about, about Jake Bean at 16, but uh, Biebs, it's you here at number 17 with the Nashville Predators pick. Who are you going? Uh, as far as D-Man go, we're going back to back. And um, <laughs> with the 17th pick, this team hasn't picked a D-Man in quite a while, and uh, it, at least early in the draft. Well, and they also just traded Seth Jones, yeah. too. So they, got so they lost to D-Man, but I have the Nashville Predators, and I have them taking Dante... Fabro, I believe it is. Seems just about right. This guy's a, um, uh, he's a, they say he's very equivalent to Tyson Berry um, of the Colorado Avalanche, and that's so you a like pretty it. good D-man to that's follow pretty up, high I'm just going to say. Uh, he's only just above six feet tall. He's a pretty tiny bot on the guy, but he's a uh, puck-moving <laughs> D-man who can, um, I think, move in and puck? be right there in Nashville's system. You know, uh, you bring Ryan Ellis along like you did, and uh, you could do the exact same thing with Fabro. So, so true, though. So true. Yeah. Moving right along. I think I've said that like six or seven times. What else are you going to say at that point, though? (laughs) Moving on. Excuse the cliche. (laughs) Moving on. Uh, Number 18, Philadelphia Flyers, Dylan D. Berthier, you're on the clock. All right. They got one of the best defensive prospect pools in the show. They've actually taken a D-man in the first round three years in a row. Three years Uh, running. Provorov, Morin, and Sanheim. Doesn't even include Gosses. Yeah, it doesn't even include Calder nominee. Calder runner-up. Or second runner-up? Yeah. Did they say that? Something. Ghost Bear. The Ghost Bear. So that doesn't include him, right? So there definitely, I don't think there's any way Philly goes D-Man here. But who um, knows? It's the Flyers. They can do whatever. You really don't know. They've got a lot of size in their system. They love that. So I'm going to go with Max Jones here from the London Knights. Just a monster. Just another big dude. Six foot three. Praised for his speed and agility relative to his size. You know, time will really tell about this guy if his skill will kind of come to, you know. The forefront. Yeah, exactly. And, you know. Got you. Come match his size and. He only had 52 points in 63 games. It was his rookie year. Um, so, you know, I think size is a little bit overvalued, to say the least, in uh, NHL drafts. Unless you're the Philadelphia Flyers. Right, but, yeah, I mean, I, it kind of seems like if you're undersized, you have something to prove. If you're mm-hmm. oversized, you have something to lose. Yeah, for and, real. But I, it just kind of makes sense for him to go to the Flyers here. So I'll go with Max Jones. All right. Uh, 19 is New York Islanders, and I selected Luke Coonan. Uh, he plays for the University of Wisconsin uh, after spending two years with the U.S. National uh, Under-17 team and then Under-18 team. Um, in his freshman year at Wisconsin, he had 32 points, including 19 goals in 34 games. So real good production um, from a freshman. The big knock on, on Koonin is uh, his D-zone effort or ability i suppose but he's absolutely I'm sure he's trying yeah he's gifted in the <laughs> offensive zone and uh trying his damn hard yeah that d zone two-way stuff like that a lot of times that gets taught to you like that's why you go to the ahl no definitely yeah and uh so that's something i think like i mean the islanders they have a ton of gifted forwards already but it seems like they're in, you know in danger of losing a few down the road uh, who knows if Josh Hosang will ever play a game in an Islanders uniform after kind of his last couple. Hey, he's like, going to wake up this year. Maybe. More ways than one. Fingers crossed. <laughs> <Yeah. first. laughs> he's going to wake up. Decent. I like it. Right. <laughs> but yeah, so I'm going Luke Koonin, um at number 19 for the Islanders. Back to Beebs with the Arizona Coyotes' second pick of uh, the first round. With the second pick and 20th overall pick of the... 2016 mock draft. The Arizona Coyotes take the guy who the Red Wings were for sure going to take with their pick if they wouldn't have thrown us off. But German Rupstov. And this who is, is a, not German. He's not German. He's a Russian. So that's why he should have went to Detroit. Um, one thing about this guy is he's kind of dropped down the leaderboard because he did get caught in that doping scandal um, not too yeah. long ago with the Russian team there. That hurts his pedigree. 
not his pedigree. That just hurts his general stock. Draft, stock, stock, I guess I there. You, but his you, pedigree dude. itself makes him a lot better than where he's going to drop to, and yeah. that's where I think this could be a steal in the draft. I think Arizona is willing to take this risk with it being their second pick, and uh, and I think this guy can be a, a very good player. He supposedly has great vision and is known to uh, you know really make plays happen. So um, this is definitely a guy who could fit into Arizona, be up there soon enough, and a uh, future Russian stud. Yeah, that doping scandal hurt a lot of uh, a lot of those Russian players. I mean, like not dope whatsoever. No, it was not dope. Yeah, doping though. Yeah, oh yeah, it was doping, but it wasn't dope. <laughs> well, I would hope it'd be really weird to spend the whole team smoking pot. You're all out of here. <laughs> you're gone. Did you get hot? Yeah, you're done. Your team is out of here. Bring up the seventeen-year-olds. These kids are done. You'll never play another game in this league again. Goddamn anarchists. <laughs> <laughs> you smoke that green, you're you're as good as gone. <laughs> but Carolina's on the clock with the 21st overall selection, and our boy Dylan D. Berthium with the pick gets longer every time. <laughs> but like episode 100, Dylan D. Forever, yeah, just, the longest, just, just the longest. I keep adding E's and H's just to it to extend the syllables. <laughs> the H's just are getting extended D at that point. Those those only happen in like the second half. Yeah. I, we talked about the Canes looking to add to their depth of forwards. Um, I think they probably go best player available here, as you should at this point in the draft. Um, and to me, they're probably going to look to a big dude out of the queue, Julian Gauthier, who's apparently six foot four, weighs two hundred twenty-five pounds. Hopefully, he's better than Frederick. You'd hope so. Do you really hope so? Wow, just throwing shots right now, bro. I was supposed to deal. It's already doing analysis. Go- you just throw Frederick Gauthier in my face. <laughs> Supposed to deal with that right now? Beautiful. Uh, something weird to point out about Julian Goche. He had 41 goals and 16 assists this year. I don't know how that happened. That's like some Brandon Peary shit. Like, yeah. That, 22 goals, two apples. Dude, you think if you're shooting the puck that much, you're bound to just get more assists off rebounds. Not if you're good at scoring, though. I guess. This means he's not missing a goal. He's just... To his credit, he was 38 and 35 last year for Valdor. 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 That that team from the queue. Pharrell. Close the door. <laughs> so, yeah, Julian, you know, uh, I think it makes a lot of sense to go in this spot. A lot of goal scoring. For it does make sense, but there's definitely... 16 assists, definitely a scaring point, I think. But, like I said, didn't, didn't seem... There's so much right. potential for Montreal to trade up the draft. This kid, yeah, like that just is... is a and I, Julian uh, Gauthier, we want him on that team. He's a good oh, big forward. We need him on that, that squad here. That's a good Mark Bergerman. Yeah. I'm doing my best. Uh, very- 22nd overall, Winnipeg Jets. I could have got somebody from Jets Nation, but... Uh, you know, Garrett already put in the work. Yeah, Ger- Garrett went hard. He's um, a busy guy. Was he supposed to make two and no. 22? Oh, my too God. too many twos for the guy yeah, to handle. A lot of twos. And it was funny. So, this, like, this wasn't on purpose. Uh... But when I originally messaged Garrett and asked him if he want would be willing to take part in the this mock draft, I said you're on. The, with his presence. I said you're on the clock, and then he said, "Okay, I'm taking Logan Stanley." And I was just like, "Like you have like like second overall, like what? Like you know, like I didn't know if he knew that I said he had the second pick or the twenty second pick. So I was like, at second, he's like, "No, I'm just kidding. Like I'm obviously taking." Yeah, you idiot. Yeah, like dumb, dumbass, idiot. Brock. So, but just so work, it just worked out though that Logan Stanley was still available uh, at twenty second. Yeah, probably, probably. But like, I don't know. The Jets seem to love their really big defensemen. Yeah, they're obnoxiously large. Yeah, just monsters. And Logan Stanley Super certainly obnoxious. fits the bill at six seven two twenty. Um, not really known for his offensive ability, but like. People like all the scouts are saying that like he's he's a monster at six seven two twenty, but he's still only filling out that monster frame, and I mean that is that spells trouble for uh, you know for for anybody that's going to play the Jets. Being a Winsor alert always helps your stock. Yeah, yeah. It, in this mock draft, it definitely does. But he, you know, <laughs> but he's he definitely can move the puck pretty well though for his size. Yeah, like, he's not. I mean, he's not him. a he's not a terrible defenseman by any means, and I think that right next to Sergachev, I think that. Uh, the Jets, like kind of like what you said earlier with the Coyotes, they're willing to take a little bit of a gamble with their second pick. He's got a hockey in the first too, Logan Oh, Stanley. my God. Yeah. Take him already. Just take him. Just put him on that blue line. Stanley zone. touching Stanley's cup? Come on! It's going to happen. Put him on the blue line get with excited. Tyler Myers and just get it, get, get nervous excited. if you're the other team. Yeah. But that's a 20... Uh, you know, thir- it doesn't fill the net by any means, though. 
Only had 17 points in 64 games this he year. He only has five goals in, like, 21 110 OHL career OHL games. But he's going in the first round. Yeah, but, like, look at those 103 penalty minutes. He's like, six, seven people. Yeah. Wake up. Yeah, get ex- Wake up, NHL. <laughs> get excited. But since that was supposed to be a Jets Nation pick, I actually had to do back-to-back picks. So I'm also going to take the 23rd overall pick. You guys just sing it. <laughs> the Florida Panthers on the clock at 23. Um, honestly, I think I talked about it earlier with Chitrin, how this was like kind of like around the World yeah. Junior time. You may have mentioned it. Yeah, somewhere. Debrinkat right. was in the same the boat. Debrinkat was in the, the same boat of being a guy that was supposed to go real early. He was really talented. And now all of a sudden he's kind of fallen off the, yeah. the map a little bit. Yeah. He's dropped all the way to almost... I mean, in some drafts as far, or some mock drafts as far as like the second round. um, But, you know, the pun just makes too much sense here for it not to happen. Alex the big cat. Don't the big cats. Yeah. And and like, and honestly, it fits. Like they need, they they need to add some. More ways than one, yeah. Yeah, it does. Uh, They need to add some more offense to that squad. Mm -hmm. Uh, Their their blue line's looking stolid. I mean, they just added Keith Yandel to the mix. They got, they got Brian Campbell, the good Branson, Ekblad. I mean, it's so weird to see Branson them be competitive and actually make, like a good Branson. Yeah, he's gone. Make good moves for like the quality of moving forward. Like yeah. normally they're the guys trading away Keith Yandel. You know what I'm saying? Well, like man, Not like how did like how bad is it though? Like how how it worked out for the Rangers, like giving up Duclair and like all, and then even like what they gave up for Stall too late. I don't think they want to talk. Like that's about a it. definition. We're not going to talk about. That's it. a definition of going for it. It's just burning you. Yeah. But anyways, I'm taking to Brinkett. The guy that's had like the story of the rain. The guy had back to yeah, so true. Back to back 100 plus point seasons. I mean, it's hard not to get excited about that offensive upside. I'm excited. Um, the Panthers really look like a team that is moving forward. Uh, you okay. know, they made the playoffs this year. When's the funny? <laughs> So I'm going to Brinkett. Ten to Big Cats. Twenty third overall. Twenty fourth. Belongs to the Anaheim Ducks, and we've got Biebs Bondi on the case. All right, on the case and killing it um, with the 24th pick. <laughs> uh, Anaheim Slex brother to Quinton Brett Howden, um, and I think Brett's gonna go two spots lower than his brother did, and we hope that he produces a little bit better than and his brother did. Quinton was Quinton was so dope in like Shots. the World Juniors for Canada. I thought he was gonna be unreal. He really just was. Never it's- really. He's one of those guys who put up like 30 games, one goal, zero assists. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for coming out, Quinn. But hey, Brett Howden is supposed man. to be better. Tons and tons yeah. of time still. 64 points in 68 games in junior. It's not bad. Um, Brett Howden, this is my guy going to Anaheim here. I think he'd be a good fit and kind of a guy they can work into their system slowly. And he's a centerman. So, uh, yeah. Next pick. Six picks left in the first round here. 25th overall belongs to the Dallas Stars and Dylan Berthium. Uh, I could have went with a really prolonged D there, but I just I skipped it. You're, you're, the you're, Mike Green 25th. You're mixing it up pick. for the people. Uh, I got Rasmus Asplund going in this Phenomenal spot. Phenomenal name. A lot of people haven't pegged. Even going better in the pronunciation. Range. Thank you, friend. Um, honestly, there's not a ton to say about Asplund. Uh, you know, it's it's a down year for Sweden, so he's the best Swedish prospect in the draft. But uh, he had 12 points, I think, in. Uh, whatever, 40-something games in the Swedish for Farkstad and in the Swedish League this year. Obviously not getting top minutes. Uh, but a lot of people... Not bad for an 18 No, it's fine. I Like, the offensive upside, you know, is still kind of in question. But a lot of people just haven't pegged as an absolute, like, guaranteed third liner. Which, you know, I, you're not, obviously not shooting for the stars, but you kind of take what you can get. Oh, that was a good pun on that. Shooting for the stars. <laughs> but you take what you can get at this point in the draft, and the stars obviously have a lot of depth up front as it is so i think adding this guy who definitely has potential to develop his offensive game a little bit more he's got the experience playing against the big boys in the elite league so you know it just i makes- think like that like it can't be understated enough how big of a deal that is playing mm-hmm. against the big boys when you're 18 like that is huge there's a lot of nhl quality players like Outside of like what you would expect of the names you know in the elite, league, right? yeah. Like, there's a lot of guys who can come over and do every year and just you know make an impact into the Panarin-esque people. You know, I, it definitely at this point I think rivals the KHL for the second best, uh, yeah, professional league in for the world. sure. And it's weird though, like because it has been for years, just Sweden 
as like that second tier behind you know like Russia, Canada, yeah. and the U.S. But then this year Finland was just like Finland's just taken over right now. They Across out of this out just, of this world. Uh, yeah, it's just I think it's just a bit. Of it used to be here. like oh you're drafting you're drafting a Finnish player he's a goalie like that that was kind of just like oh, the mantra for years. Like, sure. But uh, for me I'm on the clock now with the Washington Capitals 26th overall. I'm taking Dennis Chalowski. Uh, great name, honestly. Yeah, can't name can't name. wait for him to be in the show one day. Top five names in the draft, top thirty player, give or take. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> the the thing about honestly with the Capitals is like they're great right now, but when you look at their farm system, there's not a whole lot to get really excited about. Which you know is as to expect for a team. A that's team that's been, been as dominant this, as yeah, they have for sure. Um, they have Madison Bowie coming up who. We all know from the World Juniors, great defenseman. Um, I think great name. Yeah, another great name. I think just adding Dennis Chalowski to the mix uh, on the in the back end there would really help. They're stockpiling good names at this point. Yeah, well, like when you when you yeah. look up front, like they don't really need a ton of help. Like as long as they can no. keep keep that you know group somewhat intact, the only spot you can really see them needing somebody um, is on the back end. So I think back to back Vesna winner. No, tonight. So it's like back you, to back, right? you look at like you look at their their bottom pairing yeah, in the playoffs. Sad. There, uh, you got Mike Weber and Taylor Chorney. Like that's like a little iffy, right? Like yeah. that's not the that's not exactly what you're looking for. Uh, their top four is obviously solid. So adding another quality defenseman to the mix, um, especially Chalowski, solid two way D man. He's not known um, for doing anything out of this world offensively. However, he did have forty points in fifty games. <laughs> With the Chilliwack Chiefs of the BCHL. You guys are arguing about Vesna's here. <laughs> no, I just, I don't no, know no, no, where no, I read that today. Um, yeah, I just Price got fact checked. Yeah, no. Carey Price had like an out of this world year, yeah, so I mean, it'd true. be weird if you didn't win it last year. That's all right. I yeah, love it. Sorry. You guys just love just singing back to back. Like, yeah, you're I just think like that's what it was. No, I actually kind of read that, and then I don't know what it was, but Spe- I apologize. Speaking of going back to back. I'm sorry, guys. Sweet name alert. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, with the 27... Back to back sweet name. Pick. Actually, it's like back to back to best. Three in a row. Actually, like four in a row. Yeah, See, I knew that was wrong about Holtby because it didn't feel right. And as soon as I said it, Beebs gave me that look. Like, he was a little bit queasy, a little bit uneasy about yeah. it. It's just like you just told the listeners something that is like so out of this world wrong. <laughs> you idiot. <laughs> but, you know, that's why we have the fact checkers here to go. Yeah. That's why we pair into And mostly, I'm guys. that guy who does that, so... <laughs> just points at someone that's not even there. <laughs> There's nobody there. I'm trying to save it. Right. 27th overall, we Tampa do Bay Lightning. Checker, Take Riley Tufty. Talk to intern Chris. Riley oh, Tufty. cake? <laughs> <laughs> Tuff of butter. All right. But uh, Riley Tufty, he is drafted. Um, he plays out in the American Hockey League, um, USHL. Ameri- not the American hockey. <laughs> yeah, no, it's the playing. <laughs> he's playing in the USHL. Um, he's he's one of those guys who, uh, if we did think that six one two hundred was a big bod, then he falls under that category yet again. Um, he's been known to be, uh, and they did say he's, he's a large body and he does have skill. So um, one of those guys, you know, where you can get some uh, media steal out of the late end of the draft, and that might be what Tampa's looking for here in a big center. Sure, um, six, somebody could take five, that two, third two, hole two. after Val Philpula. Runs out of his contract and uh, Brock's boy. Um, yeah, that's I hate Philip. <laughs> He's sick. One two eight. Why? Because you guys signed Stephen Weiss instead of him. Yeah, good call. That's a great call. Not in that my, I really wanted, in my opinion. You were all about Stephen Weiss when it happened. Yeah, you got. No, you, no, 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 no. you bought a Stephen uh, Weiss jersey. Did, you should see this class. Stephen Weiss guy. Did you see him in 2007? He was killing it. Brock, do you see the five games he played for us across three years? <laughs> Brock quotes. Put 2013. It, yeah, no, that wasn't a thing, but uh, I grabbed him with the 2A. Phil Pilo was like legit just the softest. Like, yeah. He sure. just like, when sure. it came down to like... the hardest. When it came when it I came mean, when down you look to, at all the bangers they have in Detroit, Zedford, <laughs> Dats. <laughs> Moving along. <laughs> Moving along to 28th <laughs> overall pick. Dick Heiser. <laughs> Go ahead. Mike It's Green. you. Right. Oh, is it me? It's you. If it's not, then I'm going to keep naming soft St. Louis, names. we're taking Tage Thompson at 28th overall. Of mm-hmm. GT. Um, 34 points in 36 games as a freshman at UConn this season, which is super impressive. And for a guy his size, also massive. I don't have it, but it's like above six foot, so he's officially a big guy. My uh, fact checker's on it right now. 
Um, Big boy! But he only had 12 penalty minutes. Well, six minor penalties anyway um, for this guy who's of size. And uh, 14 goals. Bit of a red flag here. 13 of his 14 goals came on the power play. Ooh. Which, you know, I don't, I don't understand. For those of you math wizards, that's one goal. And Even strength. Yeah, so, there. you know, some call that a red flag. I call it a red flag, but... <laughs> I would, I would, I tend to agree yeah. with them who would no. call, <laughs> who would call it a red flag. But at this point in the draft, like you know, you kind of just take your shots. Uh, like listen, thirty-four points in thirty-six games as a freshman in the NCAA. Not mad impressive. about that at all. Take Super that. impressive. Yeah. And we already talked about NHL GMs love their size. So I think Tage Thompson is going to. St. Louis is another one of those somewhere teams in this area. Yeah, that just loves the big body. Oh, David Backus, you kidding me? Yeah, yeah it's huge. Um, but let's. Quickly wrap up the last two picks of the first round. The Boston Bruins selects at 29th overall. I don't have no idea how to pronounce this guy's name, but Vitaly Abramov. I think I, I, actually, I think I nailed it. I don't think it's Abramov. What did you say? Abramov. So whatever. What's the difference? Uh, he was a QMJHL rookie. Not Hebrew, that's all I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> QMJHL rookie of the year. 93 points, which included... 38 goals, That's crazy. 55 assists with Gano. Uh, it's worth mentioning. When we're talking about that the QMJ Max Jones Challenge. going 12 picks earlier, dropping 52 points in his rookie year. Yeah, but the Q ahead. is so high scoring. It is, but at the same time, they kind of just have a lot of skill. Yeah. Oh, for sure. For it's sure. just like yeah. a serious lack of defense, I'm, I'm assuming. Oh, uh, yeah, I'd imagine. Never been to a QMJHL hockey game. No. Why don't they just call it the QHL? Is there like another Quebec major? Yeah, it must. Is be. there another Quebec hockey league out there? I don't know. I honestly like my hockey as knowledge. As per usual, making things more difficult on us. Yeah. <laughs> Just like how I have three. No, I'm not gonna get into it. Go ahead. Yeah. Don't. Yeah, don't worry about it. <laughs> um, no, not really. But again, like that's it. This is just Boston stockpiling uh, assets up front. Um, yeah. They're gonna need to start scoring goals down the road, and uh, I mean, Patrice Bergeron's not gonna be around for forever, and. Um, Vitelli Abramov, if that was pronounced correctly, uh, QMJHL Rookie of the Year, as I mentioned. Abramov. <laughs> Going to the Bruins at 29. 2-9. So, no, that's actually like a lot of skill and upside for this late in the draft. I oh, for sure. I mean, in your rookie year, 93 points. Give me a break. Um, and then it's funny, funny story here about the 30th overall pick. I was reaching, I was reaching out to guys from the Leafs Nation um, to, you know, select... You know, we had Dangle do the first pick. Now we got somebody to do this 30th pick. And as we were texting, I was like, hey, man, you want to do the 30th pick? Hey, man, I want to do the 30th pick. Trying to find somebody. The Leafs traded this pick. Just solved all our problems. To the Ducks for Frederick Anderson, along with a second-round pick in 2017. And now we didn't. Need, we don't need anybody. We don't so have we Ducks. the next best option. So then we gave it to Biebs Bondi, who is going to finish up the first round. I would like to point out that, you know, Steve Dangle did – kind of point this out in his video about the Frederick Anderson uh, trade too that the Leafs have also have the first pick of the second round yeah which they held on to yeah but traded the last pick the yeah that was so true it's just like to the fans it's like first round pick like, oh my god and then we came up with first round pick are you kidding me yeah. and then it was a second round pick like this is ridiculous <laughs> yeah two seconds you we did yeah. Steve Dangle, I don't know his YouTube channel. Like, 30th, 30th overall or 31st overall, not a big deal, but would have actually made a big deal in the media for no, no reason. reason. Yeah. No reason. But, but also, sorry, I don't mean to interrupt. As Bob McKenzie also mentioned on Twitter, he said, for those of you who think the Leafs gave up a lot, nobody would have batted an eye if the Leafs would have taken an unproven 18-year-old goaltender at, at 30. This pick, yeah, no, no doubt. And, and then they him. might just do that at 31. They might just turn around and still take another goal. And the goal Leafs still have, I, I think, four, maybe three second-round picks over the next two years. So, like... They're not worried. They no, just got Austin Matthews, too. Yeah, they filled a the big hole. But, Biebs, wrap up the draft. Freddie Anderson was traded for the second-round pick and... Samuel Gerard, who they are drafting at 30th here. This is a guy where they say um, quite a few people have said that he has a lot more upside than maybe he's given, and he is one of those guys who can break out and be a steal in the draft. And yeah, he slipped for a few in this people, But he did definitely. really slip. He's a small D-man from the queue. Um, I know that we've been focusing on the big boys tonight, but uh, this guy will be playing with the big boys soon. Well, and, it's because uh, they're trying to play the role of NHL GMs. Yeah. yeah. And they love their big boys. Mm-hmm. But um, Samuel Gerard, he's... Uh, 
put up 43 points last year in the queue. Um, not bad numbers whatsoever, especially playing for Schwinnigan. Um, I don't really know how they did. Schwinnigan! So um, just cannot yeah. wait to say that name. Yeah, I just really wanted to he say He was fired up about it. Yeah, that's what we closed the draft out on. Nice French kid from Schwinnigan. Samuel Dryden. So that concludes the first round mock draft done by members of the Nation Network and yours truly, Brock Segan, Dylan D. Berthew, Michael Beebs Bondi. It's been a slice. It's been great to be back. Yeah. The Daily Face Off. Had a lot first of fun annual. doing it, as you guys could probably tell. Um, yeah, great hope time. you guys enjoyed listening to it. Uh, we will give you a full rundown probably Friday morning of the draft on Daily Face Off. Keep an eye out on Thursday afternoon for. When's the next? Uh, sorry, go ahead. The next what? Next podcast. Probably next podcast will after be after free agency. No, we'll probably do one before free agency, kind of just looking at who's available, what's going to happen, and then we'll do another one after free agency. Maybe about a week after. After, after free agency. Settles. After the dust is settled. Talk about the fantasy implications. Get back to what we do With best. all the signs. And that's fantasy hockey. But anyways, thanks for tuning in. We're glad to be back. Hope you're glad to have us back. Hope you guys enjoyed uh, the new intro. Thanks Hope- again to everyone from the Nation Network who hopped in to help. Absolutely. Let's just real, let's real just MVPs. run through the list real quick again. We had Steve Dangle, Garrett Hole, Sam Blazer, intern Chris, JD Burke, Ryan Pike, and Kyle Kirsch. Thanks for coming out. This was the Daily Faceoff Podcast Mock Draft. See you in a week. Take care, guys. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.